DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Drummers, stock up on sticks and other gear for summer tour at zildjian.com. This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Wednesday, May 27th, 2015. I hope you enjoyed last week's recap of the 2014 World Class Championships with all of its music and fancy pants radio production, because I'm afraid you're not going to get a whole lot of that in this Field Pass. But I promise you what you will get is a lot of preseason inside info on four World Class cores as their directors check in from spring training. Coming up, we'll hear from the cadets George Hopkins, Bluecoats David Glasgow, and the troopers Fred Morris. But we begin our pre-tour tour in Georgia, where Spirit of Atlanta is is getting ready for the season under the watchful eye of second-year director J.W. Kester. Camp is in the Atlanta area. Uh, we're going to be at a couple different facilities. Right now, we're actually north of Atlanta at a great private school, uh, Riverside Military Academy. Okay. How's that yeah. working out for you? It's beautiful. Uh, all the cadets left campus on Friday afternoon, and we rolled into campus Friday night. And we are literally the only ones here for you know the whole weekend. Hmm. Um, starting next week, they have some other activities going on, but we have three fields. We've got the field house, the gym, all the usual good facilities. Last year, didn't make top 12. I'm wondering if you made any adjustments to staff or uh, programming philosophy or anything major during the offseason. <laughs> we had a major overhaul. Um, yeah, you're right. We didn't make top 12 and. It was a big disappointment for, you know, for the organization. And we went back to the drawing board and said, okay, what, what did work, what didn't work? More importantly, are we positioned to be successful in the future? Um, and so just because of all those things, we did make some design team changes. I elevated a couple of the staff people from last year, giving them a chance. One of the guard staff members is now taking over as the guard caption head. Jen Barton is now running the Color Guard caption, and she is also the lead designer being on the design team. Um, she runs a very successful Winter Guard program and, and high school program over in North Carolina, and she just sees a 10 in my book. Ben Piles and Greg Salikas have been on staff for the last couple of years. They are now co-captions and also the, the arrangers. Ben does the battery. Greg does the front ensemble. Uh, they're both, you know, band directors down in the Houston area. And again, first time doing this stuff. So I got a little risk going, but I'm okay with that. Our brass arranger is a person you know well, Mr. William Pitts, Will Pitts, the DZI broadcast team. He's our brass arranger. Teaches at a private high school in the area. So he is in Atlanta. Awesome. <laughs> so that's really neat. And our drill writer, uh, Andrew Solomonson, or Drew Solomonson, uh, this is his first time uh, writing, you know, you know, world-class drill. Um, he's been on Phantom staff for the few, last few years. He does band high school stuff in the area. He also lives in Atlanta, and, you know, he works over at uh, Kennesaw State University. Second year in, what, what do you think was a, the, the takeaway for you from your first year with Spirit of Atlanta last year? What, what do you think was the big lesson you learned? First thing, I, I, I didn't have the chemistry right from an instructional staff standpoint. The second biggest thing really was learning this drum corps, learning who these members are, really learning about more about the Southeast. Uh, we are a regionally based drum corps. 75% of our members come from eight states in that lower South. 
you know, between Florida, the Carolinas, obviously Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, Alabama. That's where our membership comes from. That thought process, that, that mentality, that approach to life, I needed to learn what that was in order to give those members the best possible educational staff and life experience. So I had to learn that last year. And I think, well, based on what we have going here at Riverside these first few days, I'm really liking what we've put together. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Your program's titled Out of the Ashes, and looking at uh, the repertoire, you're staying true to Spirit of Atlanta's southern roots, certainly. We are. Again, that's who we are. Um, we're, we're not classical. Um, now, having said that, when you listen to some of that music, it's not your typical spirit. I should say that it's not the spirit we've been the last few years, which has been a little bit more of, you know, the bigger, the big glitzy Broadway-ish, you know, you know, big band, big shows. You know, a little bit darker, um, a little bit more introspective than just big glitz. When's tour start for you? Which direction do you head first? Tour starts. We actually leave out of Atlanta on the 17th. We're going to be doing Louisville. So we'll be doing that on June 19th. And then we go up to the Kalamazoo uh, Plainwell show. So we'll be in the, the Midwest. We've got Bowling Green, uh, Michigan City, all those good places. And then we're doing something that Spirit hasn't done in a while. We're going to go west. We're going to um, head out towards Laramie, Wyoming and Denver, Colorado. So we're going to be at the, the big Denver show on the July 11th. Some of these southern you know, boys and girls are going to see mountains that they have never <laughs> known existed. <laughs> Very cool. You got everybody in camp? Or are you still waiting for some to get done with graduation and stuff? We still have a few. We're, I think we're at 142 right now. So we've got a few that have to wrap up you know, finals and graduation. Uh, we do have we have some high school kids. Actually, we have quite a few. So uh, all the college age ones, the college kids are are out and with us. Uh, we're just waiting for the last of our high schoolers to wrap up their their programs and come join us. The Troopers are once again this spring holding their pre tour 1,800 miles away from Casper, outside Indianapolis in Lebanon, Indiana. Well, we got established out here. We were invited to do the uh, Indianapolis 500 parade um, to represent DCI. Troopers director Fred Morris. And so we had uh, already moved into the uh, Lebanon Indiana area, so we did that, and then subsequently every year since, that's what we've been doing. We just did the parade on Saturday. How's camp been going so far? It's been awesome. We've just had uh, move-ins. We're probably 95% of the kids are here. We've got a few kids uh, graduating and coming back, uh, but uh, just about everybody moved in. We moved in last Tuesday the 19th, and of course did the parade Saturday, and now we're locked in here. And then our first show is in Lexington on June 17th, I believe. Before that, though, you're going to participate in a little preview for uh, some online viewers and some folks in Indianapolis who, who care to come out to it. Uh, explain what you're doing on the 15th. Yes, the 15th, uh, Madison Scouts and ourselves will be doing a uh, dress rehearsal at Ben Davis High School. And we'll be doing uh, the online, I believe the show uh, will start around 6 o'clock, some interviews with some kids and some of our staff, uh, likewise with Madison, uh, explanation of our shows and how the summer has started out for them. And then uh, the troopers are on at 8.15, I believe, or 
something like that. And I think Madison uh, performs at 8.32. Uh, then we'll do a combined horn line retreat, uh, us playing Battle Hymn, which is one of our signature tunes. And Madison, I believe, is going to play Never Walk. Mm-hmm. And then there's, that'll, that'll do it. We'll go home. So okay. that'll be a nice kickoff for us. Uh, actually, that'll be our second performance because the day prior to that in Lebanon here, we do a uh, free show for the folks here that are so gracious to let us use their town for a month uh, to do that. So on the 14th, we have a free show here in Lebanon also. So that'll give us two shows under our belt prior to our competitive season. Well, fourth year now. Have you developed quite a following there in Lebanon? Yeah, quite frankly, we started this uh, two years ago, and we got a few people. Last year, I was blown away about how many people. We were surrounded. Uh, we don't have a stadium, per se. We're just here on the fairgrounds, flatlands. and But the place was surrounded with lawn chairs and folks. The mayor came out. The uh, city council folks came out. I was really surprised at how many people showed up. So we go around, put a couple posters around some of the stores and things and talk the thing up. So uh, we're already on the agenda again for this year. So uh, that should be pretty exciting for the kids. That is cool. Uh, Anything new that we need to know about uh, in terms of programming, staff, or direction of the troopers this year? Well, our show this year uh, is titled Wild Horses. The makeup of the music is uh, the opening tune will be, our pre-show actually, will be Dreamer. And then Robert Smith has written a piece called Open Spaces. And the whole premise of this show is that, uh, of course, in Wyoming we have four wild horse herds. And that being the open uh, spaces of the the West. Uh, Plus we tie this into the most important thing to a cavalryman or a trooper uh, was his horse. So what we have is these wild horses will come onto the field. Uh, We will try to capture one for one of our military usage for his tour of duty, and then we'll release that horse back to the wild at the end of his tour. So we have the opening, I say, as Dreamer in open spaces, and then we go into our ballad piece, which is called Wild Horses uh, by Natasha Bedingfield. And then we close with a a very high-energy piece, Adrenaline City, uh, by Adam Gorb, and uh, we just finished our first uh, full ensemble with drill and everything uh, for the first two pieces, so we were pretty pleased with that last night, uh, went together really, really well, so we're pretty excited about the program, the kids are on high energy with this thing, and, and the costuming and everything is, is just going to be incredible, so we're looking forward to getting this out there and seeing how we do. This is your Field Pass, the official podcast of Marching Music's Major League. The 2015 Bluecoats are training on familiar ground, holding camp again this year in Granville, Ohio at Denison University. This is year number nine for us. Bluecoats director David Glasgow. Uh, which is just amazing because we have outstanding facilities and outstanding people here. So we hope to we hope to be here forever, but this is year number nine. And is there a local following for Bluecoats now? Have you, I mean, you have a lot of people coming out watching rehearsals and stuff? We do. Yeah, we definitely do. And, and we really try to you know, be good citizens in the community here. Uh, it's just a beautiful little town, and we do a, a concert for them in early June every year, and we have a couple hundred people show up. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to see people come out to rehearsal every night. You're a week into camp now? Yep. We started uh, last Saturday, and so we're just over a week. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, it really is. It's going great. Uh, we're 
in a good place and, you know, doing our thing, getting the show on the field, getting the kids ready to go. But uh, so far, so good. How's the weather been? I mean, down here in Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Texas, we've just been getting pounded every single day. How's it been in Ohio? First couple of days, it was very rainy. Um, and then since then, it's been absolutely beautiful. We've also had some really cold days, though. We've had a couple of ensemble rehearsals with highs in the high 40s. Uh, so that's always interesting, <laughs> especially for our members that are from uh, warm weather states. Um, so, so far, so good. But unfortunately, it looks like nine out of the next 10 days is a chance of rain. So mm. we're going to be dealing with that here as we go forward. I hear the songbirds behind you, so it can't be too bad today. It's beautiful right now. There's some rain on the way, so we're watching it closely. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really nice right now. Do you have a full complement of 150 right now, or are you still waiting for some to show? Yeah, we do. We uh, we have everyone here except for one or two people um, that are joining us late. And, and this is kind of the week where we'll see some people go home for graduation and then come back and join us. But really, um, you know, by by tomorrow, we will have seen everybody. So we're pretty much at full strength. You had such a successful 2014. Did you make any adjustments to staff or in operational things in the Corps during the offseason? Actually, not really. Um, we were pretty consistent this year. You know, there's a couple of new people um, in, you know, various uh, staffs, um, mostly in the tech staffs. Uh, we've added a, a new person here or there, but in general, by and large, we're really consistent from last year. Went back, was listening to uh, some tape from Dean Westman from last year, um, and a couple of times he said, you know, our goal was to just rock out. Is that the goal of the Blue Coats this year? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you know, we kind of started with, with the music again, and, and uh, you know, we feel really excited about, about what we're going to present. Um, but, yeah, we just want to be we want to be cool. We want to be cool. We want to create a show that people like and that the kids enjoy and kind of take it from there. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the, the program title, Kinetic Noise. <laughs> it strikes me that I'm surprised nobody has named their show that before. I mean, it, it's all about music and, and, and motion. Kinetic Noise is a, a good, ambiguous name for a show, isn't it? It allows you to do a lot of different things. It is, but, you know, when you look at Kinetic and you look at noise, uh, there are two very specific things Um that I think will be evident when people see the show and relate it to the title. I'm not ready to talk about those things yet. I want to save it uh, as a surprise for our first show. But I think when people see the show, you know, even though the, the title seems a bit general, I think they'll recognize the specific nature of it right away. The cadets are breaking in new spring training facilities this year. Recently, they've held their pre-tour camp at the University of Pittsburgh's Johnstown campus, but a turf change at the stadium there forced the maroon and gold down the road to Ohio. So we went on the hunt and out in Ada, Ohio at Ohio Northern University. Um, we finally found a great location, great people, great stadium, just about everything we could ever ask for. The cadets director, George Hopkins. In fact, I think I have an option to sign a three-year extension by uh, May 31st that'll reduce the price a little bit, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that. A lot of interest in the community there in Ada? Are they coming out to see you guys? Well, it's, a, it's a tiny little village. We yeah. increased the population by 3.5%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they come out. You know, we're going to do a community day uh, June 13th before we head out, and I'm sure it'll be crowded, so it'll be good. How about staff and, and programming? Have, have things stayed consistent from 2014, or have you made any major changes? Uh, same people pretty much for a while. Um, always kind of amazing to me. I've been 30-something, 30 32 years I've been here. We have, we've had uh, three percussion guys, three visual designers, 
um, really two, uh, three arrangers pretty much. We had like one year in there now and then. Um, but for the, most, the majority, we just had a few people and then we're pretty much consistent. So uh, Jay Bocock, um, Jeff Saktik, Colin McNutt, um, Color Guard staff switched around. Eric Babula uh, was the caption head and he decided to uh, pursue his education. Uh, so Bruno, we pulled Bruno Zucola out of retirement. Uh, he was on staff helping me and helping the color guard too, but he took on the caption head role and actually my daughter Katie kind of assists him with uh, the day-to-day stuff so he doesn't have to get too much into the minutia. But in terms of the people putting the show together, same folks. When I look at the uh, name of your show, The Power of Ten, um, I start thinking about Sactig and, and the uh, Angels and Demons show and all the mathematics that got involved there. Is this going to be similar from a visual uh, aspect? I hope so. Um, at least some aspects of it. Um, he's the one who came up with the name. I remember sitting in a meeting, seems like years ago, but back in November. And Chostakovich's tenth was the impetus, which we have brought up every year for 15 years. Everybody just stares at each other, and eventually they just, they're like, it's too hard. We can't do it. And this time around, that didn't happen. Bo Cook's like, we can do this. I was like, I just kind of looked at him. I was kind of, I kind of threw it up there kidding because they'd been knocking down my ideas all night, you know, and I'm like, well, we could do Travis Kovic's 10th, I guess, you know, one of those. And he's like, yeah, maybe we could. <laughs> and uh, like within 15 minutes, Jeff's sitting in the corner, and all of a sudden he yells out, 10. Like a, you know, he's like a savant or something. <laughs> like, yeah, 10. He goes, that's the name of the show, 10. I'm like, oh. So right away, I kind of figured that out in my head. I'm like, oh, so he can add up, you know, 5 plus 5. He can do 3 plus 7. He can he can build forms. He can make pictures. He can do everything. So, yeah. So there is a big chunk of the show that's kind of left to his devices. The opening's all about 10. The second movement, we do a ton of it. We have 10 boxes out there. We have lots of flags are related. The uniforms will be related. There's a bunch of stuff going on like that. So um, hopefully it'll be more than enough, but it's not, there's no big, you know, no big story. (laughs) We do, I think we do best. If you go back over the years, we do best without stories as much as people, as much as I like them and people get on my back for uh, narration and things like that. We actually do do best when we have a general theme, slight, good and evil, um, you know, you got to know. The, the Zone show, you know, that was really about, in my mind, that was, you know, uh, Girls, Bad Dream, Twilight Zone, you know, so you could make references. You could jump into the story anytime you want it and get back out again. But it wasn't but, uh, a linear plot line. It was more of an exactly. idea. Yeah, and I say, you know, I, it's funny. I do those clinics for bands all the time. I'm like, you guys come out, you do Les Mis, it's a two-hour show, and you try to do it in seven minutes. It's not easy, you know, to keep people engaged. And and I, and I understand that show. I've seen it a zillion times. But, you know, people come out and do stories that I'm not really comfortable with or familiar with, and then you, you want me to follow you for seven minutes. You better do a really, really good job keeping me engaged. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, that's that's kind of how it's, it's going. That's how it's been planned out, and that's what's on the field so far. Well, with 32, 33 years doing this now, I would imagine that George Hopkins, two weeks into camp, has a gut feeling about how this season's going to go. Do you want to share that gut feeling with us? Well, of course. The core is unbelievably good. I mean, uh, I'm not quite sure why even. I mean, I know we have some kids back. Um, I think there were a few things we did this, this winter in terms of uh, 
setting expectations for each of the weekends. We only rehearse four weekends. Um, and we, you know, we were ready with the music, but this whole smart music thing that a lot of cores use, their kids really took it on. You know, they also, as a, as a group, and this is where the leadership of the core came in, they did a lot of work physically. They had a thing called the Holy Name Track Club. And uh, kids had a report how many, how many miles they ran every week, how many times they went to the gym, and that's helped a lot. This shows that the opener's at 186 for three at three minutes, 15 seconds. The closer's at 184 for three minutes. You know, we're, they're not going to be able to do this show. and They're not going to be able to generate endurance just at spring training. So unless we're, you know, without them showing up, being prepared, we were going to have problems. But um, they're just, you know, the drum line's really, really good. Again, we flipped a lot of those guys. I might say at least half the line, but uh, they're, they're very, very good. Brass line's phenomenal. I can't, I didn't really expect them to be able to play these charts so well. And then when we went outside, I, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, we can play this standing still, but are we going to be able to play this moving? And uh, they, they can. They really, they're, they're good. My thanks to George Hopkins, David Glasgow, Fred Morris, and J.W. Kester for the updates on their respective cores and camps. We have two preseason episodes of The Field Pass for you next week as we see what Drum Corps International's talented open-class cores have in store for us this season. More cores is one thing, I know that. The open class grew by three cores over the winter. DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Visit them at zildjian.com. I'm Dan Potter, countdown to step off 21 days. Back next week with another Field Pass.